Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Holly United Podcast. This is uh, Jimmy speaking, joining me with my co-host and Floyd. What's up, bro? What's good, bro? And today we're going to be talking about Snow the One, the only fucked up game in all of history. The game that makes people cry, like real shit. It's pretty bad. <laughs> you don't know we're talking about Kingdom Hearts, which is probably our favorite game. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> I, can't, I ain't even going to clap yet. And we're gonna be putting some theories. We're, 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 we're putting out some theories and talking about some theories that we've been seeing. Uh, one of the main ones we're gonna talk about is the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Sora's Long Jar breaking a nature taboo. How can it affect Kingdom Hearts 4? Yo, now we see that, uh, especially with the Remind DLC, that kind of like fucking clears up a little bit. Yeah, but now we're seeing that apparently doing the shit that Xehanort has been doing basically throughout the entire goddamn <laughs> series of the game is a nature taboo. But he didn't get punished for it. Well, because he found a way around it. He found a loophole around it, basically. Yeah, it's like, but see, that's the thing. I wonder, I'm, maybe Dark Hole, I mean, Dark, Dark Hole, maybe Dark, <laughs> Dark Hole, maybe Dark Hole will like touch up on that a little bit because I think they have like a final episode coming in. But uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, at the end, he does die. And also, I mean, another good, well, technically dies. But another good part about it is that, like, you know, eventually, I mean, things catch up to him, is what I'm saying. Also, he, when he did this shit, it wasn't like he went back in time and, like, rewound everything and fucked up several different damn timelines. He just jumped from body to body. So maybe that was the loophole. Maybe the loophole was as long as I jump from body to body, I can, you know, do what I need what to do. The Masters of Masters is probably doing all types of shit. I mean, the Masters of Masters already fucked up, so he's probably dead anyway. Yeah. He is, he is, now that we all fucking know, he is the main, I don't even know if you can call him a villain at this point, but he's the reason why everything's happening. So, so I, I want to say this now. If you are interested in uh, learning a little more about the Masters of Masters, we're not the people to probably talk to you about it. Because we have our ideas, we don't know how true they are, right? Yeah. So, like everybody else, pretty I much. I want to go look on YouTube at Landy Lodge. He came up with a really good idea, a really good video for about his name. And he thinks his name has to do with light. Because in the Remind DLC, when he's talking to young Xehanort, we see when he goes to speak his name, it cuts out. But what, what happens? Light flashes. Light flashes, exactly. I mean, it's, it is an interesting theory. Because, I mean, when you hear the Master of Masters talks about, you know, darkness in the past and how darkness and light have always been fighting, even when he was a child or whatever, it can kind of give a, the the idea that maybe he might be in it. I would say, like, if he's not an extremely light-centered Keyblade wielder, well, then it's something. Like, he may just be the embodiment of light itself, but I don't know. It's, it's a very strange way to approach it. Anyway, so, so let's continue on. So we know Sora at the end of Remind broke the biggest nature, tab, na- biggest nature taboo and brought back all seven people. Yeah, brought back all seven people pretty much all seven split. Players. I guess in a way you could say he split several different fucking world lines or timelines, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Cause, I mean, we know that they at least all died probably like two or three times. Well, I've been seeing 
on my theory videos that I watch. I watch a lot of people. I uh, recommend you all go on if you got more theories for yourself. We don't know. We're just speculating here. We we when we're sitting when we're sitting playing some we're just talking. We we talk about this. Yeah. We we like you know to take time to speculate what's going on, but. In the, in the data fight for Master Xanor, when you beat him, he said, This was not supposed to be written. Yeah. And you know, God damn, good know, catch. We know the Book of Prophecies yeah. state that on that fateful day, light will expire and darkness will, will prevail. So we think that that's supposed to be that keyblade war. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the question. You don't, we don't know which one. Because it's like we know in the original Keyblade War. Or at least the one that we see is the original Keyblade War. Um, yeah, light expired. Everybody fucking died. Became goddamn, you know, dream readers and all that shit. And uh, basically, the worlds were split apart. And I'm thinking that's also what created Quadratum. But so, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But what I'm thinking is, I, I really think that the that the, uh, the Keyblade War that we see in three. I think that is the one that was meant is, is important. The foreshadowed, okay. I think that is that one. Just because we see Master of the Masters in the DLC, and he leads Xehanort down that path to create that Keyblade War. Yeah. I think he already knew that Sora was going to break the nature tab. Right? Pretty much, pretty much he's out doing Xehanort. Like, he's right. planning... It's like if everyone was thinking that the Keyblade War from the first half was just playing, that was just maybe like half of it, or maybe one percent of it, and pretty much it always led down to this because we see Lushu getting the fucking the other ones on um, what are the names, the Union Cross members or the yeah the leaders, yeah getting them all out and um, Quadratum and Sam and Quadratum. So it's like it seems like his plan or his major plan is finally coming to fruition. Of course, you know, it's already been cracked, it's talking in the, uh, the, uh, the 20th anniversary for a missing link and for Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, they, you know, they, uh, cracked it with me. A character we don't know, Sigurd. The fuck? So at the end of Union Cross, when Brain, uh, gets Isekai to the, uh, new Skull Up Column. Yeah. The, you know, the one delivery street that missing link takes place in. Yeah. The guy who meets was named Sigurd. Nobody okay. knows who Sigurd is. So hopefully that This is all gonna league, be a missing leak, yeah. So missing leak hopefully will give more information on them. I'm guessing that may tie tie into like Luxord as well. Because see some people like theorizing that he may not actually be from Skylag Caitlin, that he may be from like Quadratum yeah, or some see, shit. See, people are people thinking that uh he was Orange Driver's Luxord. That'll be fucked up. Because so, yeah, but I mean the because it does fit into the case where, like, when um, when he meets you, Zoe, you're always like, in this world, I don't look the way that you know I look in my world, which right. I'm guessing is quadratic right. or whatever. Well, you know, either you beat you or you die to your Zora. It's canon that he apparently that Zora beats him. Uh, oddly enough, that's actually false. Though. You know, the more stated that, okay, yeah, okay, if you be on the SS canon, but either or, he said they wanted to give you an ending. Cut yeah, he said he wanted to, he wanted to be nice to yeah. people or some shit because so, he because he because he, he figured a lot of people weren't gonna win, which is true. <laughs> he put my ass the first. Didn't fuck up. Joe was like, I got your keyblade, bitch. Didn't, didn't make no sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do I do kind of like the theory that that people were saying that uh, 
like I said, that this quadratum place that people end up looking different, you know, is basically an afterworld, but at the same time, it may also be hyper reality or some sort of shit. Or I guess maybe for like the Keyblade, I mean, for Kingdom Hearts, their universe or whatever, maybe the afterworld is reality. Know Sora went back, restored all seven hearts, including Kari's, which took a minute. Yeah, that bitch got broke up, man. That that made me be like, all right, say no, you got to die. I was like, yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Like that, that it's like I, w- I was replaying Bird by Sleep, and I looked at it, and I was like, this dude's evil. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck what nobody said. This man's been ruining lives for so long now. Dark Road is not gonna make me feel sympathetic to his character at all. Anyway, so he restores all of them. Breaks that nature taboo, rewrites the timeline, and we know that young Xehanort, when he's chasing after the Lich Eater, we know that young Xehanort tells him, you already developed too far, this yeah. is it. So, young Xehanort already knew that someone was going to go this far. Yeah. Why? The time shit? Well, see, maybe it's because he tried it himself. Well, he got close to fucking around with it. And maybe he kind of, maybe someone told him, if you do this, yada, yada, things go bad. So maybe he already knew something of this and, you know, it was kind of like, dude, maybe. you're fucking up. You get into some shit that I even wouldn't do. Maybe he tried to dark room. So no, yeah. You know, maybe that's why everybody died. died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting either way to see that happen in dark room, which I play in the cell phone game unless missing link on my play because it actually does have a, Story mode and does have a uh, walk around co op mode. Hopefully, they don't go on for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but so we know Sora went back, restored all the hearts. Uh, apparently, only restored Mickey's, uh, Mickey's Kyrie, Riku. Basically, just about anybody that was involved in that. Lee, Aqua, Ventus. Shion. Yeah. Roxas. That's Roxas. Yeah. Yeah. We know he went back and restored those. And that fight was actually pretty cool. It was. Now I'm glad the Vimon DLC gives that fight. That was a pretty yeah. cool fight just sitting outside. Watching Terranaga Terra uh Riku just like Yeah, no, yeah that, that was looking up some stuff no more he does apparently listen to the fans and he does try to implement a lot of fan service so i mean you can tell in three that's what yeah, a lot of remind was he originally didn't he originally didn't know because he had he already had a story written out that roxas and Shion would not appear yeah and i was like boy i'm <laughs> people so would have been he, so mad about that look at the fans and the fans are saying and he's like yeah I, he's like all right i had to put you on the roxas back because he already had a different story yeah I was like, oh, what is, I, I kind of want to see how it played out without them coming back, though. It would have probably just been them not being there. You are, like, people would have been like, that fucking plot line's unresolved, bro, what the fuck? I mean, people are still bitching about it as it is, but to me, that, especially after 358 days over two, you kind of had to, they had to resolve that. I know a lot of people feel like it was resolved in, I guess, two, but come on. So I'm glad he kind of did that. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean. Like That's yeah. Pretty cool. I yeah. That, but they kind of resolved that whole fucking confusion. <laughs> anyway, so when Sora did that, we knew that Cherry's be going to like, hey, do this, something bad is going to happen. Sora was okay with it. And then, you know, As through, always. through the ending cut, through, through that cutscene at the end, we watched 
cardigans or had their little day. Who's fucking Bates? Boots up the boots up the charity towards uh, Ventus uh, and stuff like that. So it's like, but see, I remember when I was watching through all the Union Cross shit. Like I don't even remember seeing him have that much interaction with the charity. Like we know charity are really close to their masters or whatever, but. He, he had, uh, I, believe that, I believe that's his charity. Yeah. I believe that, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't remember really having many, yeah. Like, but it's like going after how, how they all connected. You know that they're really yeah. tight with each uh, other, so. Mostly uh, we're just Vincent's being sad and being confused all well, goddamn he's, he's a pure boy of life. Yeah, that was the point that I had put down. I was actually saying to myself, like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because the old dude was like, he is pure. He is pure light, period. So which I was like... He's pure light, which means he can be tempted in. He, 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 he could be deceived easily well from what the darkness said. Yeah. That's why he was able to take over vengeance and to kill Serenitia. Yeah. But see, it would also probably explain why he was really taken over by Venus, who is like an OG darkness. Speculation that we don't know that yet. I don't think it has to be because I mean like think about it. there's what 13 darknesses 13 darknesses yeah and at the end of it honestly I'd have to say Venus falls into like one seventh category because he was it was kind of he was out there <laughs> yeah I mean he's he's clearly he's clearly just all in state doesn't really give a fuck about nothing but it's simply just existing and it's like the only darkness because I guess now we're kind of off into that topic. But like the only darkness I know that actually seemed to have a plan was the one that was talking with Lucio. The rest of them kind of just seemed to be like, we just want to absorb everything and yeah, eat everything. Else, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no one even knows what the fuck happened to that one because last time we saw that one, he was with Lucio. But what I'm thinking is that maybe Lucio took him, captured him, put him in something, and maybe attached him to Xehanort. I'm really starting to think that. Well, yeah, people are, people are speculating that Xehanort actually harbors one of the darkness. I'm on it, yeah. Because... Yeah, but see, like, Riku, the thing with Riku is that the difference between, like, having darkness infect you or, like, wh- whatever else is, like, there's a difference between, like, that normal darkness versus, like, the, the darkness is. And so it's kind of like Riku can use darkness because he's found a way to, you know, like, no, essentially... What, what I'm saying is I think he can harbor the darkness and not be affected by it because he has that pronounceability for it. Yeah, but it's like, I'm just thinking, like, it's the type of darkness, though. Like, I think Riku can hold, hold his own darkness, but I'm not too sure if he can actually hold the entity, like, one of the 13. Well, we know that four got trapped in the Wreck-It Ralph That's so fucking... That was weird. I was like, are they ever going to go back to that <laughs> shit? I was like, the fucking Wreck-It Ralph I'm like, yo... Y'all really gonna make that a real big fucking plot point? Yeah, but um, let me see if I fucking fucking look it up. But let's see. Uh, yeah, but it's like all of them were fucking. I I guess like primordial evil, essentially. They're just chaos. They just right. like fucking shit up, right. and that's basically what the master of masters is trying to get rid of. So we know. Well, I'm guessing that the one you know that was attached to Ventus, he just stayed on Ventus and eventually became Venetus. Because when Xehanort finds him. And I'm guessing Xehanort had to be the one to fucking find him, or somebody found him eventually. When he finds him, he already sees that this shit's a part of him. And as we see Benitez in Birth by Sleep and High, especially how he acts in 3, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm darkness, I am darkness. And he just fades. Like, he has, like, like there's no getting rid of him, period. Which we know is what Master Masters is claiming that he wants to do. Well, 
there's a theory of speculation running around there. You know, even Cross they kind of confirmed that he kind of wants to use the uh, all the uh, leaders to put the darknesses in. Yeah, suppose that's what he did. Supposedly, like when he yeah the the foretellers. Apparently, yeah, he master masters put seven of the darknesses inside of him, Lushu, and the other foretellers. So at the end of the game, when you see Lushu get the foretellers or whatever, I, I guess they all have these seven darknesses in them. Lushu was in the fo- seven. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking clue because I mean the question. <laughs> He's like, I just like that line. I just like that fucking line. Yeah, because I mean, it, of course, it's a parallel to you know the whole Pandora's box thing, hoping all that shit. But see, the question that I was having is that like, if, if the masses, masses, the foretellers, and you know, Lucio himself harbors these darknesses within them, they really seem like they got that shit together. Like we don't see them being corrupted whatsoever. Not that we know of. Like I said, it's not like it was there in where you can see it in the eyes and see the little pointed ears and shit. They just seem to be completely normal. Now, of course, Lushu, a.k.a. Brag or a.k.a. whatever, Zaldin, all that is fucking name. Yeah, Zigbar, whatever. Yeah, now see, he, of course, he has that darkness thing, but see, people think it's because he's Nordic. But it's like, there's different categories from different shit. Like, uh, Aqua was... She wasn't naughty. She ended up having her heart taken by the darkness. She felt the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And the little red fingertip things. Those are called darklings or some shit. You know, you know, the reason why we had to uh, take over Doc Rockwell that in King Wester? Why? Was because uh, he, 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 no more loved the thought of Dark Aqua. It's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, the guy, it, that's, it's fucked up storytelling because I mean, it's like everybody feels sorry for it. They end up going by sleep, but you kind of think to yourself, oh, she'll be okay. Yeah, 10 years just roaming around darkness. <laughs> and Mickey's like, I'll come back. I'm sorry. But uh, you're too late. Everybody, man, I was like, bro, y'all, everybody's, oh my fucking God. I was like, why did y'all show that? Right? <laughs> Yo, y'all doing too damn much. But uh, it's like, all right, so the other point being is that they talk about the true dandelion and all that shit. Which everybody thinks. it has to be. Because we see at the end of the uh, cross, which you, it, it, it's a kind of something in a white cloak away, and then more yeah, than What they so think may be the data version of her or whatever. Because yeah. that's the other shit, yeah. And plus, we know Kim Mark IV, who greets Sora after he wakes the fuck up. It's yeah. And you know, a lot of people don't know who she is, unfortunately, because nobody wants to play a cell phone game or look up YouTube videos, apparently. So a lot, I, I watched a lot of reaction videos, like, oh my god, who's that? Who's that character gonna be? And I was like, it's Valencia, don't do this, come on. Well, it's like, I mean, I guess we can run it. It's a very simple story. She kind of just follows your play character around, and she seems to be very interested in saving your play character. Then she finds out that she's a dandelion, and right when she finds out she's a dandelion, and well, she kind of finds out that everything's about to end, well, she, she gets out, killed. She, she found out that uh, she, she was going to be a leader. Yeah. And she wanted your player character to be a leader, too. Yeah. Well, vice versa. Ephemer was trying to tell you to be a Everybody, dude, everybody loved to play a character. Yeah, which is funny. This is like, it's interesting because not all the dandelions are the ones that survive. I think it's like Ephemer, Skull, um, Ventus, who technically isn't, 
He just takes, you know, Charlotte to his spot, but Dart just kills him. Carolina, aka Larson. Yeah. But it's like Carolina isn't even fucking damn in line. She's just. And it, dude, that's another question I had to myself. I was like, exactly how much of this data world is fucking data? I mean, we probably saw Lori just the Rumble Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Saw that, <laughs> that makes sense. But, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, basically what happens is that all the shit that happens when Ventus and uh, Ephemer try to continue on everything, the outside world is already fucked. Like, the world is being swallowed, everything's already being separated. So, pretty much, they're being put into this little pie, kind of similar to what happened to fucking Sword, where they're living in a dream, and they're kind of, like, trying to keep shit going. But it's like, the question I was having is that, is this just a space for them? And your player yeah, character. Yeah, it's just a space. Pretty much what they did, they stuck the little weird with the, like, dream landscape, like, Twilight Town. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, because remember, the Book of Prophecies pretty much does the same shit that, like, the data does. Yeah. Uh, just cool, but also like, huh? And then you know, the, the data scape started breaking down. They all had to yeah. Or if was the only one that didn't get a sky, he actually had to rebuild from the ground up. Yeah. Over the course of we don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like uh, <clears throat> brain just pops up and then he, he's in the fucking world. But a question yeah, I do we, have. We don't know what happens. Lorian or Lena. We don't know. Well, yeah, we know and wakes up in a fucking field somewhere, but he he I guess they go to different timelines with different, I guess, parallel universes, but they end up in a world that, you know, you eventually find them in. Uh, Ventus ends up in the fucking Keyblade graveyard. Well, we also know that Ventus collided with Darkness in this Yeah. Uh, which people are speculating he gets like a graveyard. Uh, we don't know who the fuck picked him up, but I'm... Probably I would, Zeno. yeah. Uh, probably Zeno, because we should know the somebody told him. Yeah. There. Uh, Damn, good catch. Uh, we knew that we don't know what happened to Skull. People are speculating that that's something. Yeah, that's the girl. Yeah. Because she didn't have no memories. We know Mary didn't get this guy. We know he say, uh, we know Lishu is traveling throughout the times. We know Bernie Watching. got sent to Skull Island. And then we know there's another version of Bernie who woke up in the Keyblade graveyard with that speculation on who that one is because we don't know who that one is. Yeah, because see, you, Lushu looks a hell of a lot like Brain. And Ericus looks like he can be Brain's descendant. They all have that same weird little swoop hairstyle, all kind of have like the same facial features. See, people are speculating that Brain is, uh, Ericus is from that lineage. Yeah, because, yeah, they say that Ericus is a blue blood or whatever, yeah. like basically saying he's coming from the lineage fucking Keyblade with us. But, but we don't know. yeah. Anyway, Moving on to Kingdom Hearts 4 before we get out of here. Uh, specu- uh, there's, we just know Quadratum is supposedly the afterworld for people like Strelitz and Sora. So you can see it looks just like a regular fucking universe. Yeah. So is Kingdom Hearts a video game over there? <laughs> that would be interesting. They, they, that would be like fucking two layers of fourth wall breaking. Well, because yeah, it's, it's like, like I said, like Quadratum in it's a video game or whatever in Sora's world, but. In our world, this is when they're starting to branch out into the idea of like reality, kind of, or what they call non, whatever the fuck, uh, no, no more called it, like the world of fantasy or some shit. And people are speculating that you're gonna have shit like Star Wars in it, 
which the more I see of it, I'm actually kind of starting to believe that, but that is a fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's also really inspired by Star Wars. Oh, yeah, no he's, shit. He's really inspired by Star Wars. Yeah. Which is cool. I, yeah. I, I'm more online, but okay. I'm, more, I'm okay with Star Wars. Literally, both of our sleep is re- Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm literally okay with Star Wars being in it. I just don't want to see Marvel in it. That's my thing. I don't want no Marvel. I know exactly what you're saying because I don't want to get that far into it. Then it's going to become like a, a brand thing. And then, you know, Disney's going to find a way to fuck it up. That's pretty much my only but issue with it. Disney's got a good thing going right now. Oh, it might be. If you're going to do Marvel, do classic Marvel. Do like fucking, do like, you know, the old X-Men or do like the old Spider-Man or some shit like that. Like the MCU is just kind of like, we get it. It's cool and all that, but it's kind of getting blown out. But, um, but yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm interested to kind of see what this is going to go because, I mean, like, all right, so how long is Sora going to be in this world? We know that Riku's in this world with him. Another question that I have is that you might as well say this is the fucking world ends with you, I swear to God. If Joshua don't pop up, it is the same goddamn place. <laughs> well, I'm thinking he, he's he's working his fucking inspirations from that game into this shit, though. Like, and, and everybody already know it, it's that in this fucking versus 13. I don't give a shit what he says. Like that dude is not this all day, but uh, but yeah, I want to know like, is this gonna be like the hub world, you know? Okay, okay. so from my understanding, the apartment is the hub place. Okay. You go to the apartment, you can rest, and supposedly you know you, the mold over, you can buy stuff there, you can, do, you can take a mission there. Like they, they they say this world is gonna be, this game is gonna be so open, like it's gonna be more open than Kingdom Hearts Three was, and they're, they're, people are speculating that it's gonna be. Not as many as world as many as world is out there, but it's gonna be yeah. each one's gonna be more kind of consuming there. So, well, it's I mean we kind of seen bits and pieces of that a little bit, but it's like I think three had a really good three had a really good bad balance. Like it just made everything slightly bigger, you know, a little bit more accessible, which I was cool with. But it's like I don't like the idea of you know just run around the city. Like, let's say that, like, all right, Quadratum's the main base, and then let's say, like, Sora runs into a fucking game lounge. <laughs> and that's how and that's how they're going to do the worlds. Or, like, Sora runs into a fucking movie theater, and then, you know, it, it open, opens, it uses a fucking keyhole or whatever, and it opens them up into, like, a new fucking world. So that's how they're going to implement these new worlds. I'm going to go watch the Thor's League. Boom. Which, I mean, I ain't going to lie, that would be fucking cool as shit. But at the same time, it's like, I don't like the idea of a hub world. Like, I don't want to just continuously run around fucking the quadratum or whatever unless they make it real fucking cool. And on top of that, you got to think about, like, what's on the other side of that. Like, the the Disney shit. You know, Goofy, Donald, is it going to be, are we going to see cutscenes of them or are we going to be playing with them? Like, how is that going to work out? Is everybody eventually going to end up in quadratum? Like I said, see, yeah. Always see more cutscenes. Anyway, we're going to get ready to close this now. Final thoughts. That was it. That was my final thoughts. Okay, so, uh, we still got some more theory videos that we're going to be coming out. Uh, we're also working on some music. And, uh, yeah, so this week's going to be a four-year content for Podcast Live. We have this theory video coming out later on tonight, which is Sunday for us. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast with Shane. We're going to be taking GTA Grand Theft Auto versus Assassin's Creed throwing them in the pit. A very odd mix. Like, I was like, what? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was more or less Vegas trying to, you know, make changes before. He did seem like he had a problem with that last night. He was just kind of like, damn. Grand Theft Auto, though. <laughs> uh, 
and then uh, I'm going to be doing my solo Elden Ring review because I recently, recently just beat the damn game. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got like 80 hours into it. And you try to you try to run straight through that bitch. Just... I went, I went, I went, did all, I went, did all, but one off, two off the boss. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they say the hardest boss in the game was just Melina. She wasn't all that hard. Mm-hmm. I that's probably my favorite fight. I found uh, another fight to be hard, which I'll explain in my solo review later. About my my 80 hours journey through the land, fucking lands between, which was fun, but also fucking annoying. Yeah. The- when it comes to the, the open world thing doesn't doesn't match with everything in my opinion yeah. like it doesn't fit with a lot of different stuff anyway guys thank you for hanging out with the hideout uh can't wait to see you back drinking some l and playing some cards with people in the hideout be good